Chapter Four of the Pocket Measure by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four: Cake Mathematically Considered. Viewed from some standpoints, Mrs. Harvey Bacon, dressed for a trip to secure contributions with which to carry on a church festival for the purpose of paying a church debt, was a curiosity as she waited in mrs evans's neat little parlor casting pleased glances about her on the taste everywhere displayed critical eyes also for she could tell to the fraction of a dollar the cost of every article an interested person might have studied her she was arrayed in the costliest of black silks carefully made and more carefully trimmed not fussy by any means and indeed to an unpractised eye i am not sure but it would have been called very neat and plain if you have ever heard wise gentlemen discourse on the subject of dress selecting the individual whom they would like their wives to copy you are aware that they are apt to select material at four dollars a yard and lace at seven or eight and pronounce the toilet very neat and plain mrs bacon's outer garments matched her dress her silk mantle made in the newest style and trimmed without regard to cost and her delicate spring hat with its long plumes and its broad satin ties were entirely in keeping with each other and the whole effect was pleasing in the extreme if viewed by a person who had no occasion to think of dollars and cents in the same connection she gave mrs evans a swift critical glance as she came down ready for the street and was satisfied there was nothing in her appearance to make a discord the dress it is true was not so rich nor the sack and hat so costly as her own but they were rich enough to make a very respectable appearance and were in perfect taste on the whole mrs bacon was pleased i hardly know where to call first she remarked as they carefully held their skirts from contact with the spring mud and crossed the street preparatory to going down green avenue i suppose it is not worth while to make any stops on this street scarcely a person living here is able to contribute anything if they felt ever so much disposed my dear mrs evans how came you to locate on this street the people will be so uncongenial i am afraid so unlike what you must have been accustomed to don't you find it very lonely mrs evans with pink cheeks explained that she had done very well during the short time that she had lived there and met some rather pleasant people she ignored entirely the question as to the reason for her choice of residence because she actually had not the moral courage to explain that the lower rents had been the attraction to the street i am so sorry you live up so far explained her companion I told Mr. Bacon I couldn't think what your husband meant by isolating you so from us all. Why, nearly all our set live down at the lower end of Green Avenue. Such a walk! And, during the calling hours of the day, there is never a car along at the right time. I had to wait twenty minutes for one today. I hope you haven't taken the house for a year, as I am almost sure you will want to get further down before the season is over." in almost trembling haste mrs evans assured her that they had leased the house for a year the bare thought of incurring the expense of another removal was appalling to her then she made haste to change the subject mrs bacon have you met mrs spafford 
they are quite recently moved here i believe and live nearly two blocks above us wouldn't it be well for us to call there before going to the avenue why would you call there do you think questioned mrs bacon stopping near the corner irresolutely i have heard of them and i am told that they are very poor indeed not even the necessities of life sad isn't it who was it told me about them oh i know your cousin miss west was telling me last week we were walking downtown together and we happened to meet mrs spafford and i was remarking upon what a fine walk she had quite as though she belonged to the cultured portion of society i understood miss west that she had known her as a girl and that she was quite a superior person what a pity it is that she married so badly do you really think it is worth while to take up our time in calling there why explained mrs evans dismay as well as genuine interest in her tones has she married badly i did not know it is her husband dissipated and a vision of the bright face that had beamed on her so hopefully and cheerily in the market overclouded with bitter sorrow came upon her calling forth sympathy oh dear no i didn't mean in that sense he is a very estimable person i believe at least i have heard so but i really don't know much about him but he is only a clerk i mean she hastened to explain catching a sight of the crimson cheeks of the wife of the clerk beside her he is a very young clerk indeed has a subordinate position and a meagre salary not a suitable one to marry on you know and really from what your cousin said i shouldn't be surprised if we should be called on to help them before long it is such a pity that people will foolishly throw themselves right into the responsibilities of life miss west said she never felt so sorry for any person in her life as she did when she met mrs spafford one day in the market struggling to buy something for dinner she said she had to twist and turn in order to get anything and that it was really pitiable to see her for she had been used to better things jenny talks at random sometimes responded mrs evans speaking quickly and feeling ashamed that her cousin had been guilty of talking over the affairs of one whom she called her friend to a comparative stranger like mrs bacon what might she not have told that worthy lady about their own affairs hers and dane's well said mrs bacon still irresolute taking slow steps forward perhaps it would be as well to call on her people like to be counted in even when they can't help any and as you say she may feel hurt if we pass her by had mrs evans said that she could not remember anything of the sort mrs spafford had not impressed her as a woman who would feel hurt over the fancied slights of even mrs bacon what a perfectly comical little house was the elder lady's exclamation as they passed around the neat grass plat that led to mrs spafford's door it really doesn't look as though there were room for even two children to play at housekeeping poor thing what a doleful time she must have away up here if she really has any culture the poor thing looked very unlike an object of pity she answered her own bell appearing at the door in a neat spring suit of delicate design and careful finish and ushered them into her bit of a parlor with evident pleasure at the sight of their faces i was wondering only to-day she said with a bright look bestowed upon mrs evans 
whether your sense of hospitality would not lead you soon to call on me jenny promised to bring you i remember she is not with you now while mrs evans explained the third lady regarded their hostess with wondering eyes are you intimately acquainted with miss west she asked as soon as opportunity afforded oh yes we were intimate in school after the manner of schoolgirls, you know we were in the same classes and occasionally appeared as rivals in some of the examinations i have seen but little of her since i commenced teaching as soon as i graduated and jenny commenced party-going and both the occupations proving absorbing we saw each other rarely a poor schoolma'am who married for a home was mrs bacon's mental comment poor thing what a dismal little home she has secured though i must say she has done wonders in the way of disposing of her few things what a curious parlor ornament a jewel case i wonder if she has any jewels to put in it the three ladies talked pleasantly together for a little mrs bacon acknowledging to herself that the unfortunate woman was certainly a person of a good deal of culture and finally since she was proving herself so intelligent she determined to broach the subject of the church festival such persons often help a great deal by their executive ability and their skill in setting tables and the like she told herself before she launched forth but mrs spafford proved not to be a person easy to explain things to she developed into an animated interrogation point asking questions right and left as to what had been done in the past what was hoped for in the future what had been the success of others in the same line and a dozen other embarrassing questions what is the debt she inquired abruptly at the close of a long sentence from mrs bacon about sacrificing for the good of the cause what is the amount why said mrs bacon with an embarrassed little laugh it is only a hundred dollars all told but you would be surprised to know how long it has hung on us you see the church is small and by no means wealthy in fact i think there are very few persons in it who can really be said to be wealthy mr bacon and i are from the clark place church and you may imagine it is a change to us but we thought it our duty to cast in our lot here and help along what we could though we have never taken our letters from the clark place church and of course have to help there and can't do so much here but we cheerfully give our mites and she brushed an imaginary particle of dust complacently from the rich silk and looked the picture of serene benevolence waiting for mrs spafford to state her ability or inability to furnish cake how much money do you hope to realize from this festival was the next question well of course we cannot estimate much about that we have a very fair attendance generally and sometimes make as much as well i've known us to clear forty dollars in an evening but then we are not apt to do as well as that ice cream is so expensive you know and but little of the cream is donated that is almost as scarce an article as money in this region i should say if we cleared thirty-five dollars we are doing very well shouldn't you think so mrs evans and mrs evans who had thought nothing about it in any way save to feel with dismay that she must bear her share of the expense whether she felt able or not 
from force of habit sweetly acquiesced in this statement thirty-five dollars net was the next clear-cut question i mean exclusive of all expenses cake time and the wear and tear if you can estimate that mrs bacon arched her eyebrows in astonishment why dear me she said at last we don't estimate the price of cake of course that is a free-will offering so indeed are our time and strength we don't expect to be paid for those i presume not spoken with dancing eyes but as a business matter you expect to estimate them and discover how much you have actually made of course it takes money to make cake and of course if i can afford to make cake i can afford to give the money outright that it would cost to make it and if in addition to that i could do something with my time by which i could increase the amount it behooves me as a sensitive business woman to discover how much net profit there is in the enterprise to mrs bacon this was certainly a new way of presenting the entire subject so indeed it was to mrs evans she looked her astonishment mingled with genuine interest in the matter and was betrayed into inquiring further my dear mrs spafford don't you think there are some people who having little or no money to give can by making cake and such things help along cake and such things are money replied mrs spafford with a smile therein lies the difficulty in my opinion people who unhesitatingly tell you they have no money to give will unhesitatingly agree to furnish a rich cake or an unlimited number of sandwiches without seeming to have an idea that they have thereby furnished money i perceive that you belong to the class of people who do not approve of social gatherings connected with the church of course we were not aware of that or we should not have intruded mrs bacon's voice reminded one just a little of a winter day her hostess turned toward her brightly oh not at all on the contrary i am one who thinks the church is not social enough i would have a great many more gatherings in the name of the church and for the cause of christ than there are now but i thought you were talking about paying a church debt and the quickest and easiest way of doing it but suppose you can combine the two objects is there any harm in that i beg pardon but i don't believe they combine well people never succeed in being very social who have come together for the purpose of making money and the people who are obliged to feel that they have contributed to the cause only by eating some of the cake and cream and paying a fair price for the same seem never to be able to look with comfortable consciences on the affair and it really seems to me a waste of effort i have often helped in these enterprises and we almost invariably fell short of the amount we had hoped to make and offended one or two persons and tired ourselves out and went home disheartened this was so entirely mrs evans's experience that she could not help bestowing a smile of approval on the bright-faced lady while mrs bacon still with the air of one who had been defrauded of her position as leading speaker said pray how would you raise this church debt if you had your way well said mrs spafford briskly in the first place i should make an estimate wait let me get pencil and paper i have been a school-teacher for so long that i am very fond of actual estimates put in black and white 
now how many cakes for instance did you propose to secure we calculated about twenty i think did we not was mrs evans's timid appeal to mrs bacon who chose to maintain a dignified silence isn't that a very large number questioned the mathematician stopping her pencil poised in air mrs bacon was tempted to explain we are liable to have quite a large attendance and our young people are apt to try two or three kinds and it is so unpleasant to run out of cake that we decided to secure as many as that number some of the committee always stand willing to buy them if there are any left well twenty cakes then of twenty different people oh dear no we haven't more than ten people on whom we can depend in the matter of cake making it is by no means a large church mrs spafford very well then ten persons twenty cakes of what sort mrs bacon well said that lady growing interested despite her determination not to be we let each person make what she chooses we want nice rich cakes of course and that is generally understood so we don't dictate as to the precise kind frosted why yes generally our cakes have been frosted they look prettier you know for a festival and what price would you set as the valuation of each cake then the two ladies looked at each other doubtfully i haven't the least idea said mrs evans who nevertheless was deeply interested in the question being anxious to know whether it would be possible that dane was right and cake was an extravagant way of being benevolent i'm sure i don't know said mrs bacon with a little laugh who ever heard of estimating the cost of cake oh i've estimated it often said the mathematician making neat little figures on her paper it is very easily calculated the average expense you know suppose we say half a pound of butter to a cake that is a fair average for some of the cake makers will be sure to use more and some less butter is forty cents a pound now so we have twenty cents next we have eggs and i suppose six to a cake is as low an average as frosted cake will admit of or to be very economical shall we say four eggs are somewhat scarce now you know thirty cents a dozen a third of a dozen ten cents now the sugar i am always amazed at the way sugar disappears it is such insignificant looking stuff and costs so little by the pound that you think it is hardly worth calculating yet most housekeepers find that it insists on being calculated yes indeed said mrs evans with a sympathetic laugh and a bitter memory of her constantly emptying sugar box let me see frosting takes a great deal of sugar and pulverized sugars are expensive i don't think that allowing ten cents for each cake is too much in fact i'm inclined to think it is hardly enough but we want to make the estimate as low as possible so i'll put in ten now counting flour and flavoring and milk do you really believe a fairly good cake can be made for fifty cents i don't to this both ladies agreed and each of them knew so much or so little about money that they felt slightly triumphant certainly fifty cents was a very small sum to give for benevolence very well then mrs evans if you make two cakes you will give one dollar to the cause counting out entirely your time and strength 
which in this age of the world should certainly be worth something to every woman ten other ladies do the same and the cake is secured then come the coffee and the cream and the sandwiches and the pickles and the fruits and so forth and ever so many other and so forths besides the dishes that will certainly get broken and have to be replaced and the dresses that will be sure to get stained with coffee or something that is part of the program you know to tip something over and when you have made a conscientious estimate of the whole matter how much net profit have you End of chapter 4